All right, all right. Welcome to episode five of Rolling with the Barons. This is uh, head coach Roland Woods of the Brooklyn Barons of the Relocation Football League, the RFL. Uh, you can check us out at RelocationFootballLeague.com. All right. You can also follow us at first RFL underscore Sim underscore Lee. All right. And then you also have uh, Barons RFL on Twitter. All right. Now, it's been a while since I last talked to you. It was in the off season. We were counting down the days, and now we can say the RFL has the season has officially begun. The season has officially begun. All right. Now I told you in the off season, uh, things would be sporadic, and would still be early in the preseason. Things would still probably be a little bit more sporadic as we go into the season. I think as we, I know, well, I know as we go into the season. Uh, our podcast will be week to week. Uh, now that may change depending on the scheduling of the games, whether the podcast comes out a little earlier than it would normally come out or a little later, depending on if we play a Monday game, we'll see how things go on our bye week. We'll also discuss that kind of thing too. All right. But for now, I'm going to still keep it as the news comes in the big news. I think this may be the last big news podcast that we have, uh, before our preseason games begin. All right, so we'll see. We'll see how things go. All right, I'll definitely keep you posted on the social with uh, the new news. Uh, we have been, we've been dealing with some technical difficulties as far as getting uh, images that we want to the places we need. It's, it's been hard. With them changing the communities app, it's been hard to just get to the pictures as easily as I used to get to them. So now I've been I've been working with new things. Hopefully I, I think this way that I'm working with now is going to be the most successful way for me to continue to work quickly with it and be on the move. I'm a guy who's on the move, but I know in my time I can do uh, the pictures. Like It's what I've always done. Like I've always just kept my, kept my Twitter going. I'm always on Twitter. Uh, I'm getting used to Instagram. I'm doing a podcast. I think the podcast is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think it's going to give. Uh, I think it's going to give the fans a lot of insight, info, and build a lot of help build a lot of chemistry with uh, our team. Uh, hopefully, I can find ways to include uh, our active players on the podcast as well. I would definitely love to get Cheeseburger. Definitely love to get Yap. Definitely love to get KB on the pod. So, and as we draft uh, more guys in the future, we'll love to get them on. Maybe on draft they get them on. Or if we sign active free agents, get them on an interview with the team. So, there, there's, definitely a lot of, there's definitely a lot of opportunities that can come from this. Uh, so, yeah, definitely. We'll see how it expands. Uh, but right now, we're going to focus on the future uh, season six RFL champs, the Brooklyn Barons. All right? And... This week started our free agency wave. You may have seen on some of the socials some of the signings, a lot of the signings that the other teams have been making. I know we've been kind of quiet. We did go through the first wave. Uh, with the last couple of waves, we've been just kind of watching to see how teams move. See, uh, You can see the swap out of teams like as they got their new free agents, the people who they let go. So we've just been kind of sitting back watching. 
Uh, we feel we we felt very content about most of the places, most of the positions on our team. But we also knew the areas we were going to attack immediately. We got those on the first day, and from there, we just been kind of looking through to see if we don't want to just grab people just because they have dev or just because they're a rookie or just because oh they might have this overall like we want to grab people because we feel like they'll be essential to the team and we don't want to waste spots like the spots once you realize how valuable these 53 technically 63 spots really are to your team and then even with that you want to have a couple guys in free agency that if something happens you know you can just go scoop them up real quick and they can fill in but they don't take up a roster spot like just just having that kind of access and really evaluate evaluating your roster i'm messing it up but oh well it's very key. It's very, very key. And that's just what I've been doing right now. And not only my roster, but other teams' roster. I see the teams who are making the moves. I see the teams who aren't. And it just shows you a lot about not only the confidence that uh, people have in their teams, but also uh, the lack of confidence in the areas that they feel like they had to address. <clears throat> so with that, uh, we're going to talk about the additions that we've made. As far as uh, the free agents that we've signed, we didn't sign many. Uh, I think we made, well, it made, it's not many guys. We signed about eight to nine guys. I want to say eight guys. And uh, I, I expect them all to get playing time in the preseason. That I'll put out there now. I expect them all to get playing time in the preseason. It's just from there what their role would be with the team. All right, so I'm going to start at the top of the list. All right, so first... Uh, we signed a young quarterback, young rookie quarterback. His name is Zach Leach. All right. Uh, we signed him as an emergency quarterback. We, we know we're going in starting Brinker. All right. And we know we're going into the season starting Brinker, but we also know that we're not playing Brinker in the preseason. All right. I guess I can go ahead and tell you uh, for some of these, I was going to go over the list of guys that we're not going to play in the preseason as a separate thing. But I guess I can tell you, I can really tell you that now. So it'll save a little bit of time. So we're not going to play Brinker in our in the, in the our preseason games. All right, we're not going to play him. Uh, so knowing that we're going to start KB and try to get KB as much experience as we can uh, behind. So if, if in the event we have to put him in, like we want KB at his best. All right, so we brought in a guy to, one, compete between the the second and the third, but really just to have a guy that we could put in. Actually, I, let me let me, let me me rephrase that. We wanted a guy that we could play behind KB because we wanted the KB to start, but you know you have to have a backup come in after that. And we didn't want to play Brinker, so we wanted that. But with that, we wanted a guy who we felt like we weren't just throwing a guy in there just for some reps. Like, it's a guy that we felt like we could use if in the event KB went down and Brink went down when we needed a guy. We felt like, hey, this guy can help us get enough done that we can win. That's how, with your emergency, that's how you're looking at it. Like, okay, this guy can help us enough where we can get the win if we need to get the win. So that's the type of guy we were looking for. And we found he he's young. Our quarterback room is young. All right, Brinker's our oldest quarterback, and he's 24, 25. So our quarterback room is young. All right, I like having a bunch of young guys, and especially with the scheme that 
uh, I plan on running though we oh uh, with the book that I plan on using, even though I've been testing several other books just to get a contrast because you're not supposed to limit yourself to what you <clears throat> what you feel you should do with your team. You should always take a look at different things to see how things can move. And though we have found other things that have been successful, it's just something about our main book and how our team's built. That's just, I really like it. I really like the versatility of the book. And with us moving towards versatility as a team, it's something that I really want to do and I want to give a shot. And in the opportunity that it doesn't work in the front half of the season, uh, we can change our book halfway through to a book that may have a better effect all right uh hopefully uh, one of the things i learned last year was having a schedule that was more on the back end as far as uh i won't say the competition well as far as the rfl games because we don't play we only play 12 games so having a more rfl heavy season at the back end was very crucial and I feel like that can have a major effect as far as the playbook that you want to use in the beginning of the season or the playbook you want to use in the end of the season might not want to show your hand. So we'll never know. We'll see how things go. We want to play around with some things, practice. Uh, but we'll take a look. And also it'll give us time to work with the sliders as the as the commissioners are working with the sliders or as Sweetie is working with the sliders. So we have that too. All right, so... But bringing in Leach, one of the things that we liked about him was uh, his traits. I'm real big on aggressive uh, quarterbacks. Uh, force pass aggressive, I like it just because they'll take the shot. I like guys who will take the shot, but I like guys who aren't going to make a stupid decision. Like Even when I look at, like, okay, they may take the shot and may result in an interception, but at I'll say a majority of the time, I can understand why they would take that shot to the person that they're taking the shot with. All right. And a lot of those times, they put the ball in a position where if you have the guys who can make the play, you have the guys who can make the play. All right. And I'm just real big on my quarterbacks having that trait. I feel like the aggressive trait makes them take the shot, the ideal trait makes them just go. They'll take it if it's open. Like, they'll do it if it's open. Like, you won't see as many one on one, like, Deep ball, throw it up, tight passes from quarterbacks who have more of the ideal for his pass. But if he has his guy beat, definitely he'll take, he'll throw it down there. Like he's always going to go for the win, and that's what you want in the ideal situation. That's what you want, so it makes sense. But sometimes everybody's not going to win, or maybe the win is not what you need. Maybe the guy who's winning is only getting four yards, but you need eight yards. Sometimes you got to take the shot and see if you can put your guy in the best position to go up and make the play. Those guys get paid too. So that's just one of the things that I just like about the aggressive play uh, force trait. <clears throat> now, in that comparison, you feel me? When we look at uh, KB, KB has conservative. And with him having conservative, I like that because he has a. His, his throw power isn't as strong as Brinker. Brinker has the 99, and he has the 85, so it's a big contract. So with him having the conservative, I know he's more likely to tuck and run. And I feel safer with him tucking and running than trying to force a pass in or him trying to throw the deep contested pass because I feel like that would be more likely to get picked up. So I like the fact that Caleb will run before he throws. Now, the thing about, uh, about Leach is... He is a scrambling quarterback, too. But his scrambling option is after his take-the-shot option. <clears throat> and 
that might sound crazy. It might sound confusing. But, like, just when going through the, I guess, the mindset of, well, you can't say the mindset. Just going through how the game, how to, how I, just from my testing, how I've seen the quarterback work and how I always felt traits work. The aggressive, the throw is going to come before the scrambling, even if it's a scrambling quarterback. And with guys having aggressive throw, like, if he sees a place where he can throw it, by, uh, it's like, all right, I can take this shot. He'll do it. But if nothing really looks good and the pressure's getting there, then based on his sense pressure, then he's just going to run it. So it's like it's a little bit more balanced. In comparison to with KB, he's going to run it first. But he might see, like, on his way to run, he might see, oh, this is open now because I scrambled a little bit and throw that pass. Like, that's more of what KB will do. Like, he'll... He'll still look for the pass, but he's not going to force it to anybody. And I like that. KB doesn't really force any passes to anybody. A lot of his picks come from, like, tip balls or him, like, scrambling around, trying to get it out, beating the, or trying to beat the beat the pressure, getting to him, and then just not having the arm strength to get the ball out fast enough. So I can live with that. Like, KB doesn't make a lot of, like, mental mistake interceptions. So I'm not mad at that. <clears throat> All right, and another thing that I like about Leach is his athletic ability. Uh, he doesn't look like a guy who's going to scramble on you, and I think that's one of the things that I like about not only Leach but Brinker as well. Like Brinker doesn't look like a guy who will run on you, but uh, we are trying to we're trying to find ways. Uh, we've been tinkering with the with the I guess the archetypes to try to learn. Different ways, see how they affect the way quarterback plays. Uh, do the <clears throat> does the scheme affect the way the quarterback plays? Just taking away different things to see how we can get different effects. And if we can find a way to capitalize on uh, Brinker's running ability, uh, I think that would be good. I don't want to say his running ability. I just want to say his mobility. If we can find a way to capitalize on his mobility, because with change of direction being a thing, just him being able to move around in the pocket is going to be very crucial, especially against the faster DNs like Isaiah Ingram that we play. All right. So, but with uh, Leach being a scrambling quarterback and still having those uh, speed attributes to really not only just move around in the pocket, but move around outside of the pocket, we thought that was good. Uh, we've, Looked at him in a couple of practices, <clears throat> even though it was outside of our natural, well, I won't say natural scheme. I'll say our quote-unquote base playbook. Like, well, we've looked at Leach, and he's looked very well because even in the other playbooks that we test, they still provide uh, different variations of things that we want to do and what we would consider our main. So, Looking at that, we've liked what Leach has displayed, and I think that's what's led to it being more of a competition between him and KB to see who will compete. Uh, we'll see how it goes. KB will have the advantage in quarters play just because he will be the starter in the games. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. But uh, you never know. We'll see who lights it up. And we'll also have... Uh, uh, some practice days with them as well so we'll see how it goes all right so the next uh the next position that we brought in was uh tight end all right we brought in uh we brought in tight end brendan Hayer. all right now i like our tight end room uh 
first we have a uh, Hall of Famer Patrick Bain. Like uh, first ballot, no question, Hall of Famer Patrick Bain. All right, and then behind him we have uh, Trey Stelts. And then behind Stelts, we have uh, Brandon Jones. And I shouldn't say behind. I should say uh, they'll be competing. But they'll also be competing with uh, the new tight end we brought in, Brandon Hare. Hare is a veteran as far as being an older guy. Uh, we like his, we like what he brings to the table as what we will want in our second tight end. Just from, again, studying our book. Uh, just, from stu- just from studying our book. Uh, watching how things develop in different schemes and noting like which players would make things better and just we knew we needed another tight end who could be a blocking threat. Like we like the blocking ability of both Brandon and Trey, <clears throat> but we just felt like we needed a guy who could focus more on just blocking. Like he don't get me wrong, Hayer has uh. Hayer has very, very underrated passing or uh, pass catching abilities. Uh, he has, he definitely has the ability to get open. All right, so I can definitely see him being a sneaky target, just like I expect our tight end to be more of a sneaky, or at least our tight end too, to be more of a sneaky target, be more of a Mitch Ma- uh, a Mitch Max, a mismatch. There we go, a mismatch. Every time that we play, depending on the, the I mean, I guess it would be depending on the scheme, but I definitely expect us to get a lot accomplished with our tight end too, both on and off the ball. So I think that would be key. And I think Hare coming in and competing with both uh, Trey and Jones would be crucial. Now, I don't think that I will be taking any of them off of the roster. I think I'm going to keep all four on. But it'll definitely be it'll definitely be a competition of death behind or who gets to play behind uh Bane. Alright, so we'll see how that goes. Uh we definitely want to see more growth out of our young guys, but we also are trying to put ourselves in the best position to win. So we wanna and then oh with Madden updating, that was the one thing I wanna say. The way that with Madden updating some of the tight end ratings have fallen. So I noticed that when we I built uh when when we were putting uh Trey Stelz together his rating fell I think uh, on previous years he he might have been like four maybe four points higher than he is rated right now so I think that led to more of the competition because uh, Jones kind of stayed in the same kind of area so it kind of made me think about like okay the quality of the player altogether now. Like, even though we still like what Trey brings to the table and he's still performing at the same kind of level that uh, he performed for us last year in that second spot, uh, there are things that we want to do, new things that we are trying, and we feel like we you can never, you never want to be without the tool. And I feel like hair is one of the tools that we need, especially in short yardage situations. So I'd definitely like to see how uh, he fits in with the band. I'd definitely like to get a lot more practice with him. But from what I've seen so far, I've really liked him. And it'll just be a matter of which position, uh, who's going to fit best in which position. Who's going to fit best in which position. And who's going to be the, the emergency. All right. Uh, so next we bring in uh, Ted Gallagher. He's a center. All right. He, another older veteran guy. Uh, he's, I want to say he's like 34, 35. And the, and the reason why we bring him in is just to solidify depth for the uh, preseason. All right. So, oh, wait. First, let me go back and say uh, Patrick Bain is 
obviously not going to play in the preseason, so it's going to give us a lot more time to test our tight ends. And I know I skipped over the halfback section. Uh, well, I'll go to that later. All right, so Patrick Bay obviously will not be playing, so that will give us a lot more uh, time to see what will happen with uh, Brendan Hayer going against uh, Stelts and uh, Brandon Jones. All right, so we go back to Ted Gallagher. Ted, uh, Ted Gallagher is somebody we brought in for depth. Uh, he's a guy who is, uh, <clears throat> we want to keep him on the team, but also if we need to make the cut, he's a guy that we know we can look to to make the cut. But if you want to go back, if something happens and we need to pick up somebody out of free agency, he's a guy that we can go to. We've been testing him. He looks pretty solid. We like we like what he's doing for us from what we've seen, but we'll definitely get more uh, looks at him in the preseason. Uh, I really plan on, I really plan on setting our entire offense, our starting offensive line. So I've been tinkering with uh, the depth chart to find ways where, I, basically, I can keep everybody who I want to keep out out. Uh, so I want to keep out our entire offensive line, and uh, Gallagher is a guy who we brought in to help us be able to do that. Uh, even though we've been testing him, uh, we haven't started at center. We're probably uh, play him at guard as well because we want to test we want to test guys all over the field when we go to switch to our next uh when we go to the preseason we want to have film on guys at every position so especially with our young guys you want to be able to have guys that you quit at different places because you never know who may go down all right so definitely so we brought a gallagher for death and he was pretty solid balance all he was pretty balanced across uh, across the board, I like balance guys. Uh, we'll see how it works out for us. All right, uh, we switch over to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, we have he came he came to us as a left end, Darnell Finch. All right, we're gonna try him out at outside linebacker. I one of the things that I do first when I scout my guys is when I scout my pass rushers, I always go to. The ends first, and I line them up by their coverage. I always line them up by their coverage first, and I, I look them over, and then I match, okay, if I can get the guys who are about, okay, maybe 60-65 zone, all right, maybe I can work them. 60-65 man, all right, maybe I can work them. And I, I, I get them, I, I look at their, then I go back, I look at their speed rating, and I see can they move around. Do I think they can get back from because the linebackers on when rushing starts back a little bit. They 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 start back a little bit farther than what a normal DN would be rushing. So it's even though they have the advantage of starting up or in a two point stance, it's, you never know if it's a advantage or not because you may need that extra umph or that extra pull when being on down on all fours. That extra pull to get up off the line to give you that extra acceleration. You never you never know. Everybody's different as far as uh, their get off the line or their get off or their acceleration. So we'll see. But with Finch, he was a guy that they felt like we'll work with him just a little bit. Uh, he's an older guy, and we're only looking for him to be depth. But it's also it's also a test to see like can he be a guy that we can keep not only for this year but maybe rolling in next year too. He's Fighting for he is definitely fighting for a roster a roster spot. Linebacker was a spot that I felt that we were weak at, and I wanted to ask him versatility. He is a guy who can also play on the line. He's a guy who can also play on the line if need be because that's where we're taking him from. But we felt like with his height, weight, 
his speed, maybe we can get a little bit of work out of him on the outside. So we're going to see how that goes. All right. He has a lot of the traits that I like as far as like swim and high motor. Like I'm real big on guys having a high motor. I'm real big on like uh, brace all as far as my offensive players. I, if I see brace all, I'm definitely going to take a deeper look in the uh, what kind of skills that you have. If you're in a secondary and you have aggressive or you have strip ball, or I'm definitely taking a look at you. If you have big hitter, I'm definitely going to take a look at you. It doesn't matter if your hit power is uh, 80. I have a lot of people who got big hitters, but their hit power isn't 90 and 95. It doesn't matter. Like There's times where they make that play. There's times where they make that play. And you can never have too many. You can never have too many. Because any chance to get any chance, any kind, if you can put yourself in any position to get the football back to your offense, you have it. You're putting yourself in a much better position to win. So, oh, the game is starting. All right, we got we got to get through this quick. We got to get through this quick. All right. So with Finch, we're gonna uh, we're gonna work with him a little bit. See how it goes. He's our project outside linebacker. All right, then uh, now we also brought in Telvin Anderson, and he's a guy that we expect to see a lot of rotation, a lot of playing time with our starters. <clears throat> now, as far as the preseason, I'm probably going to start him just to get uh, a look at how he is against RFL competition uh, to see if he's a guy that we can devote time to because we have a lot of guys that we want to play. And a lot of guys that we can mention match, but we also want to keep putting them all in the best situation. With the way, with the way the league is expanding, and you having to cover two and or one or two extra receivers on the outside now, the combination of linebackers and safeties and linemen in between. <clears throat> As far as generating your pass rush, it's very, very crucial. And we just want to put our guys in the best situation to win. And we want to put guys in the best situation to be successful as far as X factors. You know what I'm saying? Like, one thing with Bain is, like, we didn't really get his X factor to light up last year. And I don't want that to be... A problem this year like i want to put him in better situations to help maximize his talent and his potential because bane is a hall of famer and i want that to be i want that to be displayed i want that to be displayed and it's the same with uh the defense like we have guys with ethan king and hayden harrell hayden harrell may not have got the accolades that I feel like he should have got. I think he played well and people have high expectations uh, high expectations for Ethan King and I just want to put them in the best position to maximize on their talent and maximize their X factors and one of the ways that I wanted to do that was by involving Telvin Anderson because he has uh, the selfless as an X factor. That was very key. Like not only him being an outside linebacker, as far as like the three four, and me feeling like we needed, we needed linebackers, and we needed somebody who could come in and start. That was our biggest thing. We needed someone who could come in and start. And the thing that I kept saying is, Damian Parks is an outside linebacker for now, because I felt like he was a guy that I can move to every linebacker spot, and he can be 
a problem. You know what I'm saying? He could be a problem. So if I I feel like he's a guy that I'm going to use, Parsons is going to be a guy that I use everywhere. And because of that, we needed we needed a guy that we knew that. All right, I have Kit. I need somebody on the other side that I can match up with him. And right now we have Telvin Anderson uh, with his self his selfless. Uh, X factor, so we're hoping that we can help utilize that to help maximize King and Harold's potential, and also invigorate our pass rush with us be being able to move guys all over. Matchups are going to be key as far as who we're playing and guys moving around, and I just don't want to be able to have guys pinpoint which direction not only my blitz is coming from, but my blitz are like. I have Kit Morrison blitzing from the left one play, then he'd be like from left outside linebacker on one play, then right in the next play, then middle linebacker the next play. Like I want to have guys moving all over, and in order to be able to do that, I have to have guys that I can move along with them. And I feel like Kevin helps us in those helps us in the situation to be able to move guys around. All right. Now the way we have to now what we have to do is find a way to maximize or figure out how we can use him. The best putting him in key situations to maximize his potential to help maximize our other potential without lessening the potential of other people. Because this is a lot. Of, it's a lot of mouths to feed. There's a lot of mouths to feed. We went from not having any. We still might look like we might not have a lot of people, but there's a lot of mouths to feed on our defense, and everybody's hungry. So it's a matter of not having anybody playing more or playing less than anybody else. Like. We still want to put the team in the best position to win, but at the same time, we want to make sure that everybody's playing. I don't want to have anybody just sitting on the bench that I know that should be playing. So we're definitely working that out, all right? So Telvin was a guy that we brought in. And also, as far as linebackers, uh, in the middle, we brought in uh, Darnell Candidate or Darrell Candidate, all right? And with Candidate, we brought him in because we needed a middle linebacker. We needed a middle linebacker. Like we had uh, Duval, we had Sylvester Duval, and he's done. He's done nice. He's done very. He's done very well. He's he he's better. He's been better than expectation. I didn't expect him to do what he's done so far. So I'm not mad at it at all. I'm not mad at it at all. But we brought in candidate to compete. Uh, he's another young guy. Uh, he's a hidden dev guy. That was something that we really liked. But he also brought in a, a lot of attributes that for a younger guy that I liked and I feel like we can work with. And just the way that we play, having a guy who I felt like as we moved out throughout the scheme, he's a guy who I can move to different positions in the in the uh, defense. Like I feel like if we decide to go, let's say, more 4-3, I can play him at all three 4-3 spots. And if I decide to go 3-4, I know I can play him at either of the middle linebacker spots, which is always good as well. And I also feel like I might be able to play him a little bit in sub packages. We'll see throughout the preseason because I'm going to have more of our young guys in. Uh, more than likely, I'm going to sit Juan Crosby. That is our plan. Our plan is to definitely try to sit uh, Juan Crosby. I know I didn't talk about my defensive line. As far as my defensive line, I know I want to sit. I know Wayman Yates is going to sit. Wayman Yates is not going to play in our preseason games. Uh, I don't want to play Juan Crosby as far as linebackers in our, our preseason games. Uh, I don't really want to play Kit Morrison either. Uh, I'm kind of undecided on that. Just because I kind of want to see just a little bit, just a little bit. I don't know. I might put him in 
one game and not put him in another game. I don't know. All right, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right, but I know I'm not playing one. Uh, Parks is also somebody who is kind of questionable on whether or not I know I'm going to play him or not. I think he might. I think he might just play off of depth purposes, even though we have a lot of guys and we're still looking around, figuring around with some of that. We'll talk about that a little bit more because I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have to do another. I'm gonna have to do a separate section of four of the competitions because this is a little bit more and just for a little bit more of the sittings. But back to candidate, he's a guy. He's a guy that we like. Uh, he's a guy that we feel that we can grow, and he is now in competition with Duval. For the backup spot, as of now, for the backup spot behind Juan Crosby, uh, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. I don't know who's going to start at middle linebacker for our preseason contest, but we'll see. We'll see. All right. Now, behind that, or after that, we didn't get anybody at a corner. I'm still looking to see if I want to dabble in that just for maybe, like, death purposes i didn't really see anybody who stood out to me that i felt like i really really had to have not in the mode of how i like to play uh, i'm sorry about that that's the that's my notes uh not in, really in the mode of how i like to play i might make uh acquisition later on uh we'll see we'll see how things go all right and uh, then we move into uh our safety uh first we're going to start with uh thomas cates uh, with Cates, he was a he was a young guy. Uh, I really really liked his coverage. I, I really really liked his coverage. Uh, he's a rookie, and I saw that he had decent. He had very balanced coverage skills. I like to keep my guys balanced, but he had seventy one press, and that really stood out to me. I was like, all right, seventy one press. He's I like just from just from how I like to play, knowing I like to blitz. I need to have guys at different positions who can cover. And just seeing that, it's like, okay, he's young. Maybe somebody that we can work with. And I was wanting to uh, obviously sit uh, Hayden Harold. All right. And we're going to say Ethan King. Obviously, we want to keep our best guys for the season. So we're going to sit them. And then uh, after after we took a look at his, we took a look at, his attributes, his coverage, it was it was cool. We took a look at his age. His age was cool. They were like, okay. We took a look at our free safety room, our safety room in general, and then we saw our depth and saw that we needed more of a free safety type guy to compete more with uh, Jacola. Uh, so we were like, all right, we're going to bring him in. And uh, so far, he's looked okay. He's looked okay. We'll give him a little bit more live time. Uh, he hasn't just stood out in practice uh, negatively, but he had, uh, positively, he hasn't jumped up, but he hasn't stood out negatively either, so we'll keep giving him a look, we'll keep looking, giving him a look, and then, uh, also, uh, we signed, uh, he started at free safety, uh, Nick Felix, but we moved him to strong safety, and the reason why we moved him to strong safety is because he, he was higher in one of my favorite attributes for safety, which is a block shot. Uh, one of the big reasons why I picked up Ethan King was because he has uh, some of the highest block share for his safety in the league. And I think that's very key, especially with the way that the game is now and having your safeties having to be more of a linebacker role because the offenses are more spread out. And I just, the block share is a good trade as far as trying to still shut down the run when you know you're playing a more pass heavy offense. That's going to, or a more spread offense. So. He was another guy that we felt that we can bring in and play more in that strong safety role, and he would compete uh, 
along with Barry and along with Carlos Wright. So we'll see we'll see how that turns out. Uh, I like I've liked what I've seen from him so far. All right, and we also want to rest Trent and Christian as well. Like along with the big three, you know the big three, the triangle defense, I guess you would call them. So there will be no Harold, it will be no uh, King, and there will be no Trent and Christian for the preseason. Got to keep them healthy for the season. Uh, but I will say they have looked good. We've got a lot of reps with them. Uh, we're still working on trying to get the depth chart together so we don't risk getting any of them in the game, getting any of them hurt. Uh, we're taking a lot of precautionary injuries this year because we do not want to have uh, another situation like we had with uh, Joe Johnson last year where we had to address and we weren't prepared. So I try to just get a lot of depth behind guys that I feel comfortable with moving with. Uh, I know coaches will understand. Some people may look at some of your guys and – be like, oh, he's only this, but you just know what that guy can do because he's your guy. And there's a lot of guys like that. I know there's a lot of guys who are team overall and team X-Factor, team attributes and all of that. But sometimes you just learn there's certain guys that you can just always count on despite what their overall is. All right. So those were our, those were our free agent pickups. I wasn't able to really pick up anybody in – as far as uh, special teams, I didn't see anybody who we felt would be any real competition to what we have at kicker right now. Uh, we could just have an extra body in the room, but having an extra body doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get better production. Uh, I didn't really look into any of the punters. I only really looked at kickers. I feel like I really want a full year with Morris, especially with him being a, a star dev. I think, he, I, think he'll, I think he'll grow. I think he'll grow. Uh, we're definitely working towards getting him as many attribute points as possible because uh, we really want to build him. I think he has a lot of potential. I think he has a lot of potential. And we need more stub hunters in our well, and I think he could be one. I definitely think he could be one. All right. So now we're going to now we're gonna go into our – let me take a look at my notes. All right, we're going to go into our preseason. All right, so we're going to talk about who's starting and sitting. As I said, some of these people I already said, as you know, but I'll go over it again. All right, now I can go position by position. So, offense, <coughs> excuse me. All right, on offense, uh, Brinker's going to sit. We're going to start KB. All right, I have Leach come in as relief uh, on uh, a halfback. Uh, still, is not playing the preseason. Obviously, we want to keep him healthy, especially after uh, his rookie after his rookie year and him missing that much time and just seeing the effect that it had on the team then when I was a player it's like nah I don't want to I don't want to risk that because I understand what he is to us and we don't want to it's always I know they say yeah you got to shake the rust off but uh we'll we'll get it together we'll we'll get it together so nah Kenny's not going to play uh at wide receiver uh both Amari and Joe Johnson are going to sit out. Uh, we've been tinkering with the depth chart as much as possible to ensure that we do not see those guys. Uh, it's been a little, I'll say it's been a little tricky. I don't know if I uh, exactly want to sign another guy just for this, uh, just the way how Mana has things set up. But. We'll see. I'm going to keep tinkering with it, but I definitely will not. I might have to do formation subs. That's going to be annoying. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, 
we're definitely keeping uh, Amari and Joe Johnson both out for the preseason. Uh, next, tight end Patrick Bain is now playing for the preseason. Obvious reasons, him being an older guy, him being an X-Factor, him being a Hall of Famer, him being Patrick freaking Bain. He's not playing. Of course not. All right, our offensive line, we're trying to get our whole offensive line out. I basically... I know how to do that, so I don't expect any of our starting offensive line to play unless there is an injury to one of the younger guys, and then you might see a offense. Uh, then you might see somebody come in as a backup, which I, we'll see. We'll see. I might. I might try to sign one more guy in the coming weeks that I could just put just to make sure something doesn't happen. We'll see how it goes. You never know what Madden. You never know what Madden. All right. Uh, we move over to the defensive side of the ball. That's when it gets tricky. Uh, I know I don't want to play uh, Wayman Yates as far as uh, defensive end. Like, I don't want to play Yates at all. But as far as, like, the rest of the group, I have a lot of younger guys in the group that I know I've been waiting so long to play, and I want to see them get some action. Like, I don't want to sit cheese, and I don't want to sit yap out, like, selfishly. Because, one, like, I'm just thinking about, like, they're the starters. I don't want them to play. But also, I know they've been waiting so long to see themselves on the field. So, I think I'm going to let them play. I, I'll probably ask them. I probably asked them, but I know they're going to want to play. I know they're going to want to play. So I'm just going to let them play. Uh, we'll figure out. I'll figure out ways around that. I think letting them play will also make it easier for me to test guys. Uh, that way I can sit uh, Kit. I can sit JC because I can move some of these ends and some of these guys around to the linebackers and really test them out. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Juan Crosby is definitely not playing. Uh, Kit is on the fence. Damian Parks is on the fence as well. Uh, as we move back, Sparks is on the fence as far as cornerbacks. I really, really want to take him out. But then again, it goes back to that he's a young guy. So I don't really want to just take away his experience. I feel like he needs to get in, get his feet wet, and it would be good to get a nice little bit of tape on him. Same with Yap and Cheese. I know he's going to want to play, so... He'll probably play. Uh, we're gonna. We might end up sitting. I don't really want to sit McNary. He might just play later on. Uh, we'll just do a little bit more tinkering with the depth chart to see uh, how we're gonna get all these corners in because Atkinson is definitely somebody that we want to look at. Uh, we might start him with Sparks and then let uh, Harms and Dada compete later on. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. We just want to get some good tape. We just want to get some good tape. All right. And then as far as safety, uh, I don't know who's going to start at safety, but I know who's not going to start at safety, and that is Hayden Harrell and Ethan King and Trenton Christian. You will not see them all preseason at all. So they're, they're sitting down. There's a lot of competition in that safety room, and we're, we still have uh, – we still have a little bit more time to figure out who's going to be where. So, if whoever you see starting that game, you can honestly say has worked hard and practiced and earned that spot. And it's not just going to be a matter of overall got you there because that room is wide open. That room is wide open, and those spots are wide open. Those spots are crucial, and they will definitely, definitely be getting a lot of looks. They are definitely, definitely be getting a lot of looks. All right. Let's see. Now, as far as what's next, what's next on my list? Yeah, all I got next on my list is the the competitions, and 
I kind of already talked about those. All right, QB, we got Leach versus uh, KB. All right, KB right now started as the number two, and I expect him to continue to be the number two, but uh, we got to see how it looks when the lights cut on. All right, I'm expecting KB to bounce back from his uh, preseason performance from uh, last year. So we'll see. We'll see. I know he's hungry and he's been waiting, so we'll go. And we got Leach to come in behind him. Also fighting for a spot, at least on the practice squad, but we'll see. All right, as far as running back, we got Troy. We got uh, we, we got Mike Troy the third going against uh, uh, Travante Nickerson, and then they're going against Carl Meredith. They're all competing for uh, backup roles. I have them all slotted. They're all going to play. Uh, I have, uh, as of now, Meredith is the third down. Uh, Nickerson is the power. And uh, Mike Troy is just the main halfback. Uh, we'll have them all rotating between all spots throughout the preseason so we can get a look at them everywhere and let the best man win. That's definitely not going to be an overall contest. It's definitely going to be let the best man win. Uh, and we also might bring in another running back just for death purposes, just in case, because we don't want to even see still on special teams. Like We don't want none of that. And that room is wide open. That room is wide open, so you never know. Why the room is wide open, let's see. We'll definitely be taking another look. All right, when we go into our our wide receiver room, uh, the competition is just Echo, Schofield, uh, oh, well, Marcel Echo and Darrell Schofield, who we just brought in this year. Their competition is not only for playing time as a receiver, but playing time as returners. And right now, Schofield's been winning, but uh, Echo will definitely be getting a little bit more looks, as, as well as uh, Meredith, who was not running back. He'll be getting some looks. Uh, we'll see how that goes. All right, and then we have uh, Ballard and Spade returning from last year. They'll be competing not only just for slot roles, but for outside roles as well. Uh, I really think that there's only really room for maybe two of them. Maybe two of them. Two to three. Maybe two to three. I, th I think one or two of them are going to have to go. So that's definitely going to be a competition to let the best man win. Uh, Hunter is a guy who we know is going to be here. Like, his spot is solidified. Uh, he's really showed out in camp, so I didn't even really put him in the competition. We kind of figured the role we have for him. It's more so who's going to be the deaf guys to come in when the, those, when the top guys come down. Uh, so that's what we're looking at right now. And different ways that we can use different people in different situations because uh, each book has its own different little twist to it different little edge so we'll see how that goes uh we spoke about the competition between Hayer and uh Stelts and Jones at tight end already that again is a let the best man win uh but that's gonna be more of a that's gonna be a blocking first competition so that's gonna be what's crazy about it like they may put up the best receiving stats ever and that's gonna be a need if something were to happen to Bain but for now, for this tight end, too, it's going to be the best, let the best blocker win. We're watching if you miss blocks, how the holes open, uh, how how you're pulling. We're watching all that. So we'll see. We'll see. All right, we'll go to the uh, the DN competition. Uh, it's going to be tough for these some of these people. Uh, I know Butler can also play an outside linebacker, so he'll probably get some reps. Uh, Hodges will have to come in. Uh, behind, well, They'll, they can compete where Yates would be. It would be more so Hodges and maybe a little bit of Haggerty. Right, they'll compete over where uh, Yates would be. Uh, where Yates would be. Right, and then we have our DN, uh, defensive tackle competition. Uh, Thompson and Haggerty will probably compete after Cheese is out to see who, when something will happen to Cheese, who will put in the middle. 
All right, so we'll get a little bit of that. We also got we got Fugger Fugger over there too. He'll probably compete a little bit on both sides. I kind of like him as depth on both sides and kind of know where he's going to be, but you never want to sleep. If he goes out here and shows he should be more than that, I'm not going to take away from that. I'm definitely not going to take away from that. All right? <clears throat> so now when we go back to our outside linebacker room, it's going to be Finch on the outside. It's going to be uh, Butler, who's also in. He's going to be on the outside. Uh, I do want to look at Yap on the outside at the back a little bit too. All right, we want to look at uh, Anderson and see how he's going to look. We definitely want to look at Anderson and see how he's going to look now that we brought him in. All right. Uh, let's see. We go to middle linebacker. It's going to be Devolver's candidate, as we talked about earlier. Uh, cornerback, we know Dada versus Harms, and now I want to see Atkins in action. Like, give him, give him a lot of time and see how it really looks. All right, and then uh, with safety, we talked about, yeah, Jacola. We got Jacola, we got Barry, we got Wright. All right, Jacola's been here. Barry's off the practice squad from last year, so we're counting it up for us to look at him. Wright, we just drafted. And we just signed Cates, and we just signed Phillips. So it's a lot of familiar or unfamiliar faces. That do we have Jacola? We kind of have a baseline of what we can get from Jacola, and we like it. And we like it. So these guys are competing with Jacola for a spot on this team. It's just going to be a term of who's going to make the roster. Will anybody be on the practice squad? Is everybody cut? Do, do we got to get a whole new room? We'll see. We'll find out. All right. And then we'll also do a little bit more scouring around to see if we want to do any more testing with kickers and punters. But as of now, it's just like we're set at that position. All right. I'm about to really get into the lab and start doing a lot of testing. Uh, I know the game is on. All right. So I'm definitely going to tune in and look at the game. Uh, take a look and see how these backups look because I think I've missed the first quarter, unfortunately. But I'm sorry, Smitty. <clears throat> But yeah, I'll definitely be there for game two. So shout out to Rod when I when on Twitch. We're back on Twitch. But so yeah, thank you for tuning in to episode five. Uh, I'm probably not going to release this until Monday just because of the fact that the games are on right now. So we'll see how it goes. I'll release them. Yeah, I'll release on Monday morning. So good morning. Enjoy the rest of your day. If you're tuning in this when I first drop it, uh, either way it goes. Protect the crown, earn your stripes, Gorilla Gang. Oh yeah, vote for our logo. Like, what are y'all doing? Why isn't there a Barons reveal yet? Like, I know they say say the best for last, but you don't have to this one time. Like, just vote for us. All right, go Barons, go Barons, RFL season six champs. All right, Gorilla Gang, Bomb Squad. Y'all take it easy. <laughs>